Hi, this is Lexi of Read by AI. I read human curated content for you to listen during work, exercise, your commute, or any other time. Without further ado, Trump's UN ambassador pick Kelly Craft grilled on her 300 absences as Canada envoy by Jen Kirby from Vox. United Nations Ambassador nominee Kelly Craft appeared before the Senate Foreign Relations Committee for her confirmation hearing Wednesday, and while she praised the UN as a vital institution, much of the hearing was spent examining her record as the U.S.'s top diplomat in Canada. Kraft has served as the U.S. Ambassador to Canada since September 2017. But Politico reported Monday that she was frequently absent from her diplomatic post in Ottawa. Flight records obtained by Politico showed Kraft took 128 flights between the U.S. and Canada in a 15-month period, which comes out to about a flight per week. Democrats pressed Kraft on her absences, with Senate Foreign Relations Ranking Member Senator Bob Menendez, DNJ, saying State Department records show Kraft had been absent for more than 300 days between October 23, 2017, and June 19, 2019. That's an extraordinary number of absences, Menendez said, using a calendar marked in red to note the number of days Kraft was reportedly away from Canada. Menendez said those days were listed as official travel, but Kraft was in Kentucky, her home state, on some of those days. He asked Kraft to turn over additional records to address the discrepancies. Kraft defended her record, saying that her travel had been approved and that her frequent trips were related to negotiating and promoting the United States-Mexico-Canada Agreement, USMCA, the updated version of NAFTA that was negotiated during her tenure. I did not enjoy living out of a suitcase, she told Menendez at one point during the hearing. Top Republicans came to Kraft's defense during the hearing over the issue of her travel. The bottom line being, it was not possible for you to both be in those negotiations with USMCA and also at some ceremonial event at some third country embassy at the same time. You had to make a choice, and in those cases, you prioritize the top priority of this administration with regards to our relationship with Canada, Senator Marco Rubio, RFL, said during the hearing. The concern over Kraft's absences in Ottawa was legitimate. As she's being nominated to the U.S.'s top diplomatic post and the bulk of her foreign policy experience comes from her nearly two-year stint in Canada. Kraft is married to a Kentucky coal magnate, who also happens to be a major GOP donor. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has backed Kraft's nomination for the U.N. post, and he testified on her behalf on Wednesday, a reason her nomination likely will won't face any real opposition. Kraft's hearing didn't exactly convince anyone that she had detailed knowledge of the inner workings of the U.N. For example, she downplayed the U.S.'s decision to leave the U.N. Human Rights Council last year, saying she could advocate for human rights through the U.N. Security Council though that body often deals with different priorities. At the same time, she repeatedly made clear she believed in the mission of the United Nation. In her opening statement, Kraft said she would prioritize reform at the UN and bolstering humanitarian efforts. She championed the UN's role in providing humanitarian aid, and said she would focus on expanding resources for aid as the world deals with crises in Syria, Venezuela, and Yemen. She also promised to stand up to malign actors in the international body, most notably Russia and China. Kraft also praised the UN as a vital institution that is at its best when free nations jointly contribute to its missions around the world.
this praise wouldn't normally be a remarkable statement. But given the Trump's administration's disdain for the UN and other multilateral institutions, Kraft's cheerleading of the UN will likely appease skeptical Democrats, even if Republicans can advance her nomination without bipartisan backing. And it may appease some of America's allies, too. Who is Kelly Kraft? Trump announced his plans to name Kraft to the UN post in February after a snafu with his original nominee, Heather Nauert. But his administration only submitted Kraft's name to the Senate in May, finally moving to fill a top diplomatic position that has been open for months. If confirmed, Kraft would replace Nikki Haley, who left the post at the end of 2018 after nearly two years on the job. Jonathan Cohen, a career diplomat who became Haley's deputy in June 2018, has served as acting UN ambassador since January 2019. Haley, during her tenure, managed to strike a balance between Trump's America First worldview and a more traditional Republican foreign policy. The former South Carolina governor had also demanded that the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. role remain a cabinet-level position while she held the role. But it likely will not remain that way if Kraft takes over, which could potentially diminish her influence within the administration. Kraft is a major Republican donor who became U.S. ambassador to Canada. Kraft was unanimously confirmed by voice vote to be the U.S. ambassador to Canada in August 2017, but her nomination to UN ambassador was bound to be a bit more contentious. Here's what she is going for her. In addition to that prior Senate endorsement, Kraft, who hails from Kentucky and whose husband is a major coal magnate, has a key ally in her corner. She's got the backing of Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, which would seem to bode well for her nomination's chances of approval. But she also likely got her posting as U.S. ambassador because she was a major donor to GOP causes as well as Trump's campaign. In 2016, Kraft donated more than $260,000 to the campaign. Her husband, Joe Kraft, donated about $1 million to Trump's inaugural committee. Both she and her husband were Kentucky state finance chairs for Mitt Romney's presidential campaign in 2012. Presidents, Democrats or Republicans, often appoint donors and other supporters to cushy ambassadorship gigs. But the high-profile UN ambassador role tends to be a job for experienced officials or those with deep foreign policy or diplomatic credentials. Kraft did serve as part of the U.S. delegation to the UN under President George W. Bush in 2007. And she has gained experience during her tenure as ambassador to Canada where she played a role in helping to negotiate the U.S. ENCA. Kraft got herself into a bit of trouble early in her tenure over comments she made about climate change, in which she said there were good scientists on both sides of the climate debate during an interview with a Canadian news outlet in 2017. Combating climate change is among the UN's major goals. And during her hearing, Kraft walked back these comments by telling the committee she believes human behavior and fossil fuels have contributed to a climate change. Let there be no doubt, I take this matter seriously. And if confirmed, I will be an advocate for all countries to do their part in addressing climate change, Kraft said. Kraft also agreed to recuse herself from any UN discussions that involve coal and climate change at the UN, given her family's coal connections. If confirmed, Kraft will step into the role and immediately face a slew of international challenges, including refugee crises in places such as Myanmar, Syria, 
and in several parts of Africa including the Central African Republic and South Sudan, political turmoil in Libya and Sudan, and the humanitarian catastrophe in Yemen due to a Saudi-backed civil war. Kraft will also have to deal with the reality that the U.S. is increasingly isolated on issues from the environment to migration to even health and gender initiatives. And while Kraft said she was a firm believer in the U.N., she'll be advocating for an administration that views multilateral institutions, the U.N. included, with a strong degree of suspicion. Thank you for listening to Trump's U.N. Ambassador Pick Kelly Kraft grilled on her 300 absences as Canada Envoy by Jen Kirby. Please subscribe if you would like.